Section 86 of Greece and Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 4, Greece and Rome, edited by Eva March Tapan. Section number 86. The Roman Roads by J.R.S. Sterrett. The width of the Roman road varied much according to its importance. Often it was one hundred and twenty feet wide, though in the provinces it was generally sixty, sometimes forty feet wide. In order to understand the reason for this great width and for the substantial construction that was rigidly adhered to, we should bear in mind the make-up of the Roman army, whose comfort and necessities were continually consulted. In the first place the Roman soldier was burdened by his heavy armor, and other impedimenta in such a manner as to render him wholly unfit to repel sudden attacks successfully, as we read on nearly every page of Caesar's commentaries. The baggage train was far larger and more unwieldy than anything we know of today, for the reason that this train had to transport not merely the tents, artillery, arms, munitions of war, army chests and a host of other things necessary in the warfare of that day not merely the effects and plunder of the legionaries but also those of two secondary armies an army of women wives of the legionaries and camp followers and another army of body servants for each legionary had one or more servants so that the calones outnumbered the legionaries themselves when on the march this unwieldy army maintained the line of battle order theoretically at least in order to be ready to repel sudden and unexpected attack good roads therefore were necessary in order to enable the immense train with which the army was handicapped to keep pace with the legionaries and wide roads were essential in order in case of sudden attack to allow the individual legionaries to make effective use of their arms without interfering with their neighbors. The Roman roads were built with more care than is expended upon the beds of our railways even. They were made as straight as possible, and natural obstacles were skillfully overcome by the use of cuts, fills, bridges, culverts, embankments, and even tunnels stiff grades were avoided and a level once reached was doggedly maintained even at the expense of making cuts fills etc the work preliminary to the building of any roman road consisted in excavating all the dirt down to hardpan and the excavation thus made was filled in regardless of expense with layers of sand stone and cement until the requisite level however high it might be had been reached finally the surface was dressed with a layer of metal and cement the road was practically indestructible and required only occasional repairs that continuous or even merely yearly repairs were not necessary seems clear from the fact that when repairs were made the proprietor of the province thought it so important an event that he celebrated it by inscribing the fact along with his name on the milestones many years ago berchier made an examination of certain roman roads still in use in france one road was examined at a point where it had been raised twenty feet above the level of the surrounding country 
and a vertical section revealed a structure of five layers first came the great fill of sixteen feet and one half on the top of this fill were layers of flattish stones mixed with cement flattish stones without cement firmly packed dirt small metal and hard cement and large metal and cement five layers in all the first three of twelve inches each the last two of six inches each other roads investigated by Bergier, while differing in treatment were just as substantial roads paved roads were rare but the via appia offers a remarkable instance of a paved road the stone used in its pavement is of the kind of which millstones are weighed and they are so carefully dressed and adjusted that the road often seems to be solid rock and has proved so indestructible that after two thousand years of continuous use it is still a superb road end of section eighty six this recording is in the public domain recording by monica m c